fast track. I really don't want anyone listening to this podcast. I'm done. Let's talk about let's talk about things that I think that you need to do a better job at prioritizing what you're passionate about because you're an emotional arguer. And I disagree with that. (laughs) (laughs) We were arguing about you waking me up and you had the audacity to to get out of the shower and wake me up so that we can have, have an argument about you waking me up. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Couple Things with Sean and Andrew, a podcast that's all about everything couples. We're so excited that you guys took the time out of your day to listen to us. Today is going to be a fun topic. Yeah, it was highly, highly requested. I reached out and asked you guys for topic ideas, and this was 99% of what you wanted, and it's arguments. Everything about arguments. How to argue? How do you get past arguments? Are you supposed to argue? Is it bad to argue? Can you argue too much? There's literally every question about arguments. So thank you guys for your uh, submissions on the topics. We're definitely going to try to cover as many different of your submissions as possible. But we wanted to start with um, arguments because it's something you and I are uh, pretty experienced we're at. We're really Sean. good at it. <laughs> no, no, I don't think no, we're good we're at really, it. No, <laughs> yeah. we're really good at making sure we argue. Yes. Yes. Um, we're still figuring out the how to be good at arguments. Yeah. Uh, so, hey, before we really jump into it, if you guys could subscribe and rate the show on whatever platform you're listening on, that would be great. It really helps us out. And uh, we like having you around. So, yeah. anyway, um, I wanted to first kind of lay the... Correct way to perceive arguments, if you will. Um, And I think it's important to view them correctly because some people are like, like, oh, me and my boyfriend just got in an argument and so I don't think he's the right one. Yeah. I I mean, I don't know your opinion. I feel like I know your opinion. But I would say arguments are a really good thing. Yeah. Because if you aren't arguing, and I'm not talking about like hitting each other. That's a whole different thing. That's a different issue. There is a we, difference between arguing and fighting. Yes. Important distinction. But arguing, I think, is a good thing because that means you're voicing your differences and your different opinions. And that means you're not like stuffing them down and holding them in and letting them build. Yeah. Like you're getting them out there. So here's here's how we view relationships. It is my goal to make Sean the woman that I see in her that I see that she could become. And so the only way to do that is one for her to be honest with me about who she is. And then two, for us to have honest conversations about how, Hey, Sean, I didn't like how you did this. I think you could do better. So there's a lot of responsibility in that. And about um, giving me accountable to who I should be. Is that what you're trying to say? No, no. About, Mm -hmm. about me calling you out on the right things and not being selfish about Sean, you never do the dishes. You need to do the dishes more. Okay. You know what I'm saying? You should elaborate. There's really important things that are worth arguing about. Absolutely. And then there are other things that I want to argue with you about, but I yes. shouldn't always. Okay. Was that enough of an elaboration? I think so. Okay. So the other day. Yes. Um, I really wanted your help in um, feeding Drew. Okay. Right? Because I had taken care of Drew most of the day 
and I felt like I was doing what? Nothing. Keep going. What, you laughing at that? No, I'm not. I'm not. I felt like you weren't doing anything to help Drew out. And we got an argument because I was selfish and that wasn't, it wasn't something that made you a better woman. Yes. No, I agree with that. I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing at like the situation and how it is interesting because with arguments, you can see trends with arguments. I think yeah. if you like take a step back in relationships and if you take a step back and really identify what it is that causes arguments, you can, you can probably find patterns. So for us, Drew is a huge like argument starter just because we're still figuring out parenthood. And this is why I was laughing. I mean, we're because, two months in, so yeah. we'll, we'll always continually figure out parenthood, yes. I feel like. But um, but I was laughing because we get we have gotten in so many arguments about her just because it's such a foreign topic and it's such a new, I don't know, part of our life. And the only thing I can relate it to is our dog. And when we got Nash, wow. every day it was a new argument. It was conflicting opinions of how we should you know raise him and teach him and now teaching a child and yeah but i will say going back to the patterns our patterns that we've identified we always argue when we get tired and it's always this emotional irrational we have no idea what we're arguing about but we're just screaming at each other we always argue about um roles just trying to figure out like whose job is what and then we argue about appreciation so true recognition not feeling appreciated or recognized or and what you just said i think is extremely valuable not only in arguments and relationships but like pretty much anything you're doing is like finding patterns and being able to like place things in an organized way so that it's not always like this unexpected oh we got an argument um at 8 a.m i don't know why I don't know why we always do that. Well, Sean is not a morning person. So that's a pattern that I need to be aware of. Yes. But anyway, all that to say, arguments are healthy. Fighting is not. Arguments are healthy because yes. you have two people who have, you and I are way different, honestly. Yes. We're way different and we're trying to figure it out. So well, it's like, it's good. Not to interrupt you, but one of my favorite, I don't know if you would consider analogies, um, that I've heard was given to us by our premarital counselor, which I think premarital counseling is amazing. I rejected therapists. I was like, the only reason you would go to a therapist is if you're weak or you have massive issues. And I've had a lot of people suggest therapists to me over the years, which should probably be a sign. Um, and I never went to them, but we finally went to one when we were engaged and it changed my life. Like I want to go to a therapist every day because it was so good. But something he said is in any relationship, you have to look at it as if you both are speaking different languages. So it's like Andrew speaks Chinese and I speak French. And it's this constant battle of trying to learn each other's language. How you argue, if you're emotional, if you're, you know, if you go by the facts, if like we just see things just as human beings, we see things completely different. And we react to things completely different. And it's this forever, ever-changing process of learning each other's language. And it's hard and it's frustrating and it causes a lot of arguments. But if you go into your arguments with that mindset of, okay, what is it he's trying to say? He might be saying it in a way that sounds offensive to me or... I'm good at that. I might get defensive because 
what he's saying is something I would never say. And I just have to kind of translate it slowly and without anger, which can be really, really difficult. There's so many things that we do wrong in our arguments. My biggest thing is my tone that I convey things to you in. But it's an example. That's a perfect example. Like, yes, you convey things in the wrong tone to me. But that's how I perceive. And like, that's how I speak. But continue. Sorry. Um, all right. As a kid, I used to love when my parents would sit down and play a game with us or do any activity. And right here in our hands, we have the KiwiCo box, which is the activity of all activities for young kids. The colorful chemistry set, to be specific. So with Drew and Jet and Bear, we try to have really intentional playtime. And that's hard because they're all different ages and kind of in different developmental kind of phases of life. I love with KiwiCo that each month we get boxes specific to their ages and kind of like the activity development phase that they're in. So each box, this one's the colorful chemistry set. Um, this has to do with science, but especially with Bear, it can be really hard with a four month old to know like how to interact with him where he needs to be at four months old. And I love in these crates, they actually have cards that say, here are activities or things you can do specific to Bear that will help him identify colors or whatever it is. I love KiwiCo. There's always something new for kids to discover, like learning about the science of ice cream, engineering robots, or doing science experiments, which our kids have loved yes. recently. Sean is currently holding, as she said, the colorful chemistry kit, which has provided hours of entertainment for our kids. They look forward to their new crate every month, and this one kept them really engaged. We got to experiment with mixing oil and water, mixing different colors and watching how different things react. It was so fun. We basically created our own little chemistry lab with the kids and we could feel their excitement when they got to play around and mix things together. Plus, it barely made a mess, so it was really quick to clean up and to use again another day. It can be hard to find creative ways to keep your children engaged, challenged, and off their screens, but KiwiCo does the work for you, so you can spend quality time tackling projects together. Redefine learning with play. Explore projects that build confidence and problem-solving skills with KiwiCo. Get 50% off your first month of any crate at KiwiCo.com when you use code COUPLE. That's 50% off your first month at KiwiCo.com, promo code COUPLE. I feel like we have different types of arguments. Yes. Let's address what <laughs> our different types of arguments are. Okay. Well, the surface level the like beginner is disagreements yes so that's where it starts so Andrew... for instance no here's a specific <laughs> example sean just bought a whole bunch of new furniture that we did not need that started had a disagreement let's just let's play this one out <laughs> okay okay so i presented the idea of let's refurnish our living room and dining room. I feel passionate about this topic. Andrew disagrees with that opinion. That's our disagreement. No, I don't disagree that you want to refurnish. No, I, you disagree about the whole idea. Yes. Okay, so we disagree and we talk through that disagreement. Here's my... Will you please stop messing with this microphone? It's giving me anxiety. Here's my biggest thing with that issue is... If we have an audio issue, by the way, <laughs> this is on you. <laughs> I think that you need to do a better job at prioritizing what you're passionate about because you're an emotional arguer. And I disagree with that. 
This is fun. Yes. This is fun. But let's get back on topic. Okay. Because we don't need to recap. So disagreement. So yes, furniture. We disagreed at a surface level with the idea. We had disagreements with that. Yeah. And we talked through the disagreements of like, why? Well, why do you think that? And why, you know, present your argument type thing. And then I feel like our disagreements then take a step further into arguments. Okay. And an argument becomes emotional. I feel like a disagreement is just, here's an idea. Here's something I think. I don't agree with it. Honestly, we don't do a good job at having just disagreements. We have a lot of disagreements that turn into arguments because Because we emotional. let emotion. But we do a good job at never letting it get into like a fight. We've only had like two or three really big like <laughs> blow ups. One of them being I the want, other night. I want you guys to picture this. Okay. <laughs> we have, like he said, we have very rarely gotten into fights. Fortunately. Thank and you for that. Yes. And I will say fights. Thank you for that too, Andrew. There is another level. What? I'm just giving you credit. Oh, for, okay. Thank you for that too, Andrew. Thank you for that too, babe. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was on a roll. I, I was know. Go in ahead. my mind. I'm sorry. I will say we have to like take a step outside of this and say if fights ever become physical in any way, that yeah. is not good. That is not healthy. You need to find help. And that's not something we are, we approve of at all. Yeah. Okay. But. And also manipulation is a bad thing. Absolutely. So if some, yeah. So just be wary of that. There's a yes. big difference between trying to work through issues in a healthy way where both people are willing to compromise and, and trying and to have get healthy someone motives. to do yeah. what you want. Yes. In an unhealthy way. Yes. So, so continue. Um, but fights, the very few fights Andrew and I have gotten in. We had a fight not too long ago, and I need you guys to picture this. So it had to do with Drew. Who's going to feed her? Who's going to get up in the middle of the night? We're sleep deprived. We're hangry. We haven't eaten. We go to bed. We're in bed. I'm, my blood is boiling for some reason. I don't even know at that time. And I'm like, I need to shower. And Andrew's like, fine, I need to go to bed. So Andrew goes, falls asleep. I get in the shower. I take a 45 minute shower. No joke. I'm crying in the shower. Who knows why? I really don't even remember what it is we're arguing about. No, it, we were arguing arguing about you waking me up was the argument. But go ahead. I'm starting to remember things. We'll probably bring it <laughs> Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Anyways, I, while I'm in this shower for 45 minutes crying, am piecing together my argument. I'm like, oh, that's a good line. This is a good line. I'm going to hit him with this. <laughs> Not physically, but you know. And I get out of that shower confident af and i'm like okay i'm gonna walk into this bedroom and i'm gonna be like okay babe let's do this red flag number one of this not being a healthy argument (laughs) (laughs) okay (laughs) so i walk in and i'm like babe we need to talk this through and all i see it's like pitch black in our bedroom except you know when you like your eyes adjust (laughs) and you can see shadows all i see are andrew's arms being thrown up into the air as he's laying down in bed. And he's <laughs> I've just never like done this in my shaking life. Shaking his hands. And he's talking. He's like, uh, Are you kidding me? I, I right never now, talk with my hands. Right now. And he's like, I can't believe you woke me up. 
our and argument <laughs> Our, we were arguing about you waking me up and you had the audacity to, to get out of the shower and wake me up so that we could yeah. have, have an argument about you waking me up. Yeah. Wild, but wild. Again, taking a step back. Oh my back, gosh. We are well aware that we argue and we fight when we're tired and when we're sleep deprived and over things we're very passionate about and very emotional with and very attached to, which it was about Drew we were tired. We were sleep deprived. We were hungry. It was just a bad situation. So, and that's one thing that has helped us. Uh, we were talking about patterns, but like putting things in context of, like I said, anytime before 10 AM, Sean, like if I'm being loud and obnoxious and like, you know, coming at her, even if it's in a playful way, it's going to probably end in an argument. So realizing that the context does matter, but then also I find solace in this. I don't know if you do, but like Sean and I arguing about um, wedding planning, like planning our wedding was a really stressful thing for us. And we had a lot of arguments during that time. But then we, we, I, I like to do research on like, Hey, how many, how many couples fight during the, the engagement process? And it's like 95% do. Mm-hmm. And realizing that that's normal to have arguments put me puts me at ease about whatever the topic is just because it's like oh it's not like this is a make or break thing like this is just a normal thing that causes conflict that we need to work through does that make sense yeah so putting things in context whether that's situationally or in the bigger picture of this is a normal conflict to have well i want to add a couple things so one this whole topic of arguing we are saying it's healthy to argue and we agree with that there are relationships out there that are healthy and work and you don't argue. So like if you don't argue and you have a healthy and great relationship, that's awesome. That works for you guys. But we're just talking about if you do argue, it's not a bad yeah. thing or it doesn't have to be a bad thing. But I do want to bring up an- another topic that people have asked questions about and that's do you go to bed angry and wait until the morning to talk it through or do you try to hash it out? There's a lot of like different opinions about that. And my first opinion, my like first thought is we like to talk it out, fight it out, argue it out, whatever it is. And I feel like our trend and the way we do things is we always have that first argument that tends to be emotional. And that's just when your blood is boiling and we get all the opinions out and we usually say a few cuss words because we just don't know how to communicate with each other. You're speaking Chinese. I'm speaking French again. Nothing's working. Not literally. I don't know Chinese yet, but I'd like to. But it pretty much seems like that because (laughs) nothing you're saying is making sense to me. And I'm like, how could you say that? And you're saying the same thing to me, whatever. We usually then go to bed and we're usually still kind of angry. And then in the morning we have a cordial conversation where I'm able to say, okay, you said this last night. Yeah. I didn't understand it. Can you please explain it to me in a different way? And I think if, just a suggestion out there, if everyone is able to approach a conversation with such clear mindset of, okay, he said this or she said this, and it really hurt me, but I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt and say, okay, I know you said this, but can you, can you word it differently? I think it could go a long way. And 
one thing that I feel like makes our arguments or when we have a productive argument makes it productive is like just being honest. Mm -hmm. So Andrew, when you said this last night, when we were having our big fight, it hurt my feelings. And then a lot of times we're able to just like work through that issue and apologize for it. But then more clearly communicate like, I'm sorry I said that. That's not what I meant. I really just want you to give me more appreciation. Mm -hmm. I want you to give me more recognition. And um, I do think it's important to mention that as a whole, generally, um, our marital premarital counselor said this, women want love and men want respect. And mm -hmm. so if I feel like I'm being disrespected, it doesn't end well. And if Sean doesn't feel like she's getting enough love, like I'm hanging out with the boys all weekend and then I come home and don't even recognize her, that mm -hmm. doesn't end well either. Well, and I think something that's really worked for us or is working for us and is beneficial is acknowledging that in each other so there's a lot of times where we'll sit down and we'll be like okay what like what do you need from me yeah what is it you aren't feeling or aren't getting that you need more of and when we're having these arguments in a cordial setting and we're trying to really talk them through i'll say andrew you know it's not to be offensive to you but in this situation when you said this when you acted this way i didn't feel loved and I need to feel loved to feel secure in our relationship, to be able to feel confident as a woman, just like all of this. Yeah. And he'll be like, okay, I'm sorry, but I didn't mean that. And then vice versa. He'll say, okay, when you did this, I felt disrespected. And it's just, if you can go back and forth and give clear cut details as to what it was that person did and how it made you feel, it kind of sets your significant other up for success and yeah. being able to say, okay, Next time, I'll try to do this differently. And again, that goes back to both parties wanting to be able to have a healthy argument and really work through issues well. Um, but aside from disagreements, another, I feel like this is a majority of our, of our arguments are just pure miscommunication. Oh, yeah. So this is a classic again, line. I will never Chinese. forget this. The other day, we were talking about grocery shopping. <laughs> and... <laughs> I thought we needed to go to Kroger and Sean thought we needed to go to Whole Foods or something. And um, at one point in the argument, Sean said, can we not go pick the things up at Publix? And I thought I interpreted that as let's not go pick the things up at Publix. And I meant it as a question mark. And that's hilarious. That happens to Sean and I all the time of like, I hope you guys follow oh, that. We'll write that in sentence form. So you guys understand. Can we not go pick the groceries up at Publix? Do you guys understand how that could be wildly confusing? Lexi's confused. That's wildly confusing. To Maybe me. to you. Anyways. So, yeah. It, and so Sh we had a, a 15 minute argument about that. And then at the end, Sean was like, Oh no, I meant, can let's we go, like <laughs> let's go pick the grocery and i was like oh my gosh that's hilarious but anyways. also i'm so mad at you so the miscommunication arguments that we have are just us learning to speak your language me learning to speak your language you learning to speak mine the third and probably my least favorite are just pure emotional arguments yeah and 
again, identifying patterns. I think it's extremely important for me to realize the background that you have with this particular issue. Mm -hmm. Um, For instance, one thing we've argued about a lot in our relationship is, Sean, why can't you be more social? I just instinctively trust people inherently. Like, honestly, way too much. There's been a couple instances where I've gotten us in trouble because I've (laughs) trusted people poorly. You don't trust people. Like, it's frustrating because well, I'll be trying to have a conversation with someone we just met that I'm really excited about and Sean is not into it and it's because you don't trust them. But it's also because, and we've had, we had tons of arguments until it got to a point where it was boiling and so emotional and I was in tears and I was like, you know what? I've had trust broken so many times by, you know, I mean, the most extreme case is like a stalker and I tried to put like when it got to that point and I'm bawling my eyes out and I'm like, I just don't want to feel to have my trust broken again like that. Then it became clear to Andrew that, oh, this makes sense. Yeah. And we've actually had friends that we've talked to and in conversation, they've been like, we don't want to know each about each other's past. We don't want to know about anything that they went through because we're living in the moment in this relationship. And to a certain extent, I get that. But for us, it's been really, really important to talk through bad breakups and ex-boyfriends and ex-girlfriends and traumatic experiences because it gives context as to why both of us respond to certain situations in certain ways. So another another thing that we've argued a ton about is like self-image and me being self-conscious and me having body image issues and because for my husband it's like why would you ever think this you're beautiful I love this why are you not wanting to walk a red carpet why don't you want to wear this dress why are you crying right now because like all these different things and it's taken a lot of time and explanation for me to explain gymnastics and eating disorders and you know therapists for him to be like okay this is a situation I need to kind of tiptoe around and coddle and support and I think being able to explain that to your partner is really important I agree and I feel like it's in the emotional arguments that we have where it's really important to realize that sometimes not saying something even if there's like even if I have the most rational argument for like Sean that's the president of the United States and you can't warm up to him (laughs) like that in my mind, that's a rational argument. A lot of times in emotional arguments, it's best to withhold saying things and all you need in that moment is love. Yes. That's the lesson that I've learned that I'm sorry that I'm still learning. Um, I do think on another note, kind of moving on to another topic or another trick I guess another thing that we do with arguments that I think helps is we talked about this years ago when we were dating or I think we were engaged actually it was after the premarital counselor something that he suggested is don't bottle anything up if something bothers you say it right then and there Mm -hmm. because you probably have less emotion and less anger and resentment build up right then and there than waiting a week and letting it happen a million times and then exploding in anger so 
this can be frustrating for both of us because we will reiterate things multiple times to each other and we get so frustrated with it but I still think it's better than letting it build so for example you don't shut the cabinet doors and I'll ask you once a day be like babe can you just shut it and for me it's better to say that it makes you really frustrated but then for me to build into this massive argument and just explode with emotion and it become this huge thing which I, I'm more prone to harboring issues and letting them fester. Yeah, you should work on this. Like, thing. one thing, I'm not mad. One thing that I've noticed as a pattern is that mm-hmm. you get so mad when my vanity is dirty and your side of the vanity, I look over and it's just cluttered with like a million different things. But I have I have one thing sitting out and it just is too much. And it's like... I, see, then, I let it faster. This is the then, first time I've said anything to you about it. <laughs> so, me, I'm not that bad about it, but just go ahead. Perspective change. Okay. I actually clean up your vanity like as an act of love. Not that it bothers me. Thank you, I baby. truly, like when I walk by, I'm like, I should clean it up for him. Thank you. Mine is a hot mess that is long gone, but it's actually an act of love for you. I appreciate that. Have you ever thought of that? Um, I have not, but I have, I have have, said anything about your vanity. There is a big miscommunication when it comes to laundry. I know, I know that you see it as an act of love to give me clean laundry, but it's so frustrating to me because I'll wear the same clothes every day. And I want those, I want those clothes ready for me to wear. It's actually an act of love to myself. So I don't have to smell the body odor. (laughs) Okay. All right, we're going down a yes, rabbit hole right now. Deep and dark path. Um, I have realized, we learned this the hard way. We went on a vacation with Josh and Chelsea Axe, and I asked the foolish question. <laughs> Very uh, bad question to ask. What's the biggest argument you guys have ever had? And Don't ever ask that's that. That's the wrong question to have, because I, I do say no matter if you're dating or engaged or married, um, there's probably one issue that, that is really hard to work through and probably you'll never work through. You'll never work through. So again, Which isn't a bad sometimes thing. it's better just to let things be. Well, and I, I want to add to that. You probably will have this one topic that you guys probably will never agree on. And that does not mean that that person is not your person. Yeah. There is no person in the entire world that you're going to agree about every single thing in the entire world on. It's just not possible. We're human beings and we're different. We're wired different. We mm-hmm. change. And if you're waiting for that person to show up, they're not going to. You have to make things work. You have to compromise. You have to see things differently. That's what makes relationships fun and different. Yeah. So it's okay to have that one thing you'll never agree on. But you probably shouldn't bring that up in conversation. Yeah. For us, I would say it's probably treatment of the dog, but we don't really work yes. through those. We don't work but through we the don't details talk about it. exactly. Yeah. Moving on. Um, <laughs> let's talk about things that because when we're my arguing. Way is so rational and right. <laughs> let's. <laughs> I'm done. Let's talk about let's talk white about flag, things that. <laughs> things that we do when we argue You're that work well so and things that don't work well. So right. I feel like. Using I versus we yes. is uh, 
is something that can be a useful strategy because I don't want to necessarily call something out in you that really I'm involved with. And it's also a more gentle way to communicate a message. So like, Hey Sean, we should work on closing the cabinet doors. It's better than you need to close the cabinet doors. As right? long as you don't say it with spite. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. And there's definitely a wrong way to say yes. that because you can get like kind of snarky. Oh yeah. <sighs> We're doing a good job. huh? <laughs> I also think a really, really important thing as hard as it can be sometimes is to acknowledge everything that your significant other is saying. 100%. So that's something that we have recently said we need verbal confirmation. Yes. Yeah, so if someone, me. if you're in an argument, if you're not, whatever, if your significant other is saying something to you, whether, I mean, they could even be pointing out something that you've done wrong that you don't even think is wrong. You need to acknowledge it. You need to say, okay, I'm sorry you feel that way or acknowledge it in whatever way you can before you bring in the but or your opinion or your thought because if you don't it feels you you feel like you're unseen and unheard and that can cause arguments to skyrocket yeah yes um also i heard uh i think jordan peterson say this but criticize the smallest possible thing about the other person as possible so like don't don't say sean you never um take out the trash i think is an important thing that i'm working on is saying hey sean when i asked when i asked you to take out the trash and you didn't that one time it hurt my feelings because because mm -hmm. i felt like you didn't hear me it's really easy to exaggerate issues and Again, that's letting them fester and build. So you have to point them out as they happen yeah. so that you're setting your person up for success yeah. to succeed the next time. Yeah. One thing you do is apologize too much. Yes, I do apologize too much. And I think it's very easy to do that. I don't have a... I really appreciate you being willing to concede, but I, I do find frustration in... Uh, Sometimes you apologize when you really actually want to communicate something. Yeah, you know or I saying? apologize in spite. I'm like, I'm sorry, but I'm really not. <laughs> yeah. But I'm so, really not at all. <laughs> I, I think I think appropriately <laughs> using apologies yeah, is, is an good. important thing. And not just using it as like a out to the conversation. And using them like enough. Are you looking at me? I feel like I apologize a lot. You never actually say, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. All right. Good to know. Yeah. We're learning things right now. Yeah. You just say, I apologized. <laughs> That's just really interesting. It is. Okay. I'm going <laughs> to, I'll accept that. It's like couples therapy. Yeah. I feel like we're going to have to start bringing in moderators. So, um, so, I feel like, I feel like, no, we def, we def, <laughs> excellent example. There. Yes. Sean and I were talking, maybe this isn't a good thing for <laughs> us to like revisit all these issues that we've worked through because yeah. some things are just better left undone, but we're going to be interviewing people. We have yes. an awesome roster. We did a huge people. outreach yesterday and we have like 30 people lined up and I'm so excited. Yeah. And we're going to be doing them um, in person and I can't wait, but 
to review. What did we learn here today? We learned that arguments are fine and healthy and happen in relationships and you should not get discouraged by them. Just because you argue does not mean you're in a bad relationship. It means you guys are passionate and healthy and sane and you have opinions. And as long as you're willing to be open to the opinions of that other person, you don't necessarily have to agree with them, but as, as long as you're open to listening and hearing them, you're, you're great. Yeah. But you have to be willing to listen. I think having an attitude of one honesty, because mm -hmm. I need to be honest with how I'm feeling and I need to be honest with myself about the negative thing in you that I would like to correct. Right. That's that's how arguments happen is mm -hmm. like, Oh, you did this and that's dumb, but, but it might not be right. Yes. Having an attitude of forgiveness. Absolutely. And then, um, just realizing that there's a lot, sometimes there's issues with a lot of background complexities to it mm -hmm. and putting things in context, recognizing patterns, um, those are the lessons that Sean and I have learned so far in our... <laughs> and we're still learning. <laughs> how many years have we been married? Four? This is our, we're, about, we're coming we should, up on we four. We should know this. Three and a half. We're coming up on four. Yeah. But we would love to get your guys' feedback on, did you agree with how we argue? Did you, do you agree with how we view arguments? Um, There's probably going to be some like marriage counselors that'll listen to this and be like, whoa. What a, what a train wreck. We really wreck. need to work with them. They're, <laughs> <laughs> they're on the fast track. I really thing. don't want anyone listening to this podcast. But uh, we would love to hear your guys' tips and tricks. Maybe, yes. maybe um, we didn't mention this, but Sean and I do have one special place where we go to have hard conversations. Oh my gosh. But no, are we that is not that? a we. That is a you. So <laughs> okay. Andrew didn't even notice this. I picked up uh, on this pattern early on in our dating relationship yeah but i would always get this text message it happened like once a month and i'd be like do you want to meet me for coffee at frothy monkey which is a coffee shop here in nashville and i'd be like at first i was like sure let's go get coffee but then i soon realized a pattern of every every time and the only time we ever went to frothy monkey is when andrew had to have a serious conversation and it was some sort of argument or talking about a topic we wouldn't we didn't want to talk about but something serious and it got to the point where i had like ptsd around frothy monkey yeah i'm like we what did i do this time we haven't been back there much no but if you remember yeah. it was like towards engagement you're like do you want to go to frothy monkey i literally said to you i was like what did i do this time yeah but we, we translated that into and this this is part of our solution for how we let issues not fester it translated into us having monthly checkups where sean and i will just sit down and say all right, this is a this is a safe space where we can have a conversation mm -hmm. that I'm gonna call something out in you, and just yes. receive it well. Well, and so I'll be like, Sean, one thing I felt like you did really. We always start with like, yeah. a, you did a good job. A compliment. So I'll say, you did a really good job at being patient with me when I know I lost my temper a couple of times. Yeah. And then I'll say, but I didn't appreciate how you totally blew me off in a, in a handful of issues. And again, try to be specific. Yeah. But And we do make sure to get out of the house for that. So we, we've always tried to do our monthly checkups at a coffee shop or somewhere Yeah. to where, I don't know why, I think our marriage counselor told us that, like getting out of your home space so that. I don't know. I just, it just, just kind of so refreshes you. I don't know. It keeps home as like this, this place of rest as opposed to 
Arguing relating so, it to yeah. every time we're home, we argue. So then you go out and it's just like a, again, this, the, the place you're in actually does matter a lot. Um, that was fun, babe. It was fun. I hope they took something away from it. I did too. I hope we aren't, I mean, we are hot messes. It's okay. Thank yeah. you for listening to another episode of Couple Things. Thank yes. you, thank you guys for your submissions. If you have any, we have a spot on the website where you can uh, submit yes. ideas, and we'd also love to potentially involve you guys in audio clips and video clips too. So we'll uh, sh- talk about more of that later yeah. in Instagram stories, uh, where we'll kind of intro an episode with you guys saying and talking about an issue that you guys have had, and then us addressing that issue in the episode. Yes. I'm not rambling. No, I was just trying to follow it. Um, anyway, if you guys haven't yet, if you could please subscribe to and rate this episode on whatever yes. platform you're listening. Give it a five stars. Why don't you? If you thought it was a five star episode. Um, and stay tuned for next episode of Couple Things. Yes. This is Sean and Andrew. Out. All right, real quick for all of those listening out there, we don't ask for a lot of favors, I don't think, babe, do we? No. But we're going to ask you a favor today, all right? If you're listening to Couple Things Podcasts on Apple Podcasts specifically, will you please do us this short, quick favor? We want to make sure you're staying up to date with our show, and Apple's latest iOS update has paused downloads for many listeners, and some of you have expressed our latest episodes aren't being recommended to you on Apple Podcasts anymore. So here's how to make sure you're getting your episode. And again, this is for Apple Podcasts specifically. Open up that podcast app on your iPhone. Search Couple Things and tap Our Shows icon. And then in the top right corner, you might see a plus follow symbol. If you do, tap it to resume following the show. If you get a prompt to, quote, turn on automatic downloads, say yes. That way... You'll get all of the episodes. Thank you so much, guys. We're so glad this update was brought to our attention because we want to make sure we're reaching as many of you as we can. Love y'all, and we really appreciate you doing this.